Welcome to Success in Medicine. I'm Dr. Samir Desai. Several years ago, I met Mona, an international medical graduate who had completed her medical school education and internship in India. Six months before we met, Mona had gotten married and moved to the U.S. so that her husband could continue his career as a well-established automotive engineer. Mona's plan was to apply for residency training in the United States. She had been told that it would be important for her to gain U.S. clinical experience, but she decided to first focus on preparation for her USMLE exams. After taking and passing the USMLE exams, Mona now felt ready to immerse herself in clinical rotations in the U.S. She tried and tried to find U.S. clinical rotations which would provide hands-on patient care experiences, rotations that we call externships, but these opportunities were hard to find. Unable to secure externships, and with only a few months left before it was time to prepare the residency application, Mona focused her efforts on landing observerships. Although not as highly valued by residency programs as externships, she had heard many stories of IMGs who had matched with observership experience alone. Every IMG that she knew who had successfully matched said the same thing, that it was vital for her to obtain a strong letter of recommendation from her observership attending physician or preceptor and that this letter would significantly strengthen her residency application. Before we spoke, she had completed an observership in family medicine. She thought she had done well, and she was encouraged when her preceptor readily agreed to write her a letter of recommendation. Although the preceptor did not have to show her the letter of recommendation that he had written, it was his habit to do so with all of his students. When Mona received an email from the preceptor with the letter of recommendation attached, she opened it with great anticipation and excitement. One minute later, she was crestfallen. Her letter of recommendation was only six lines long and lacked the specifics and details residency programs were seeking. How and why did this happen? What prevented Mona from receiving a strong letter of recommendation? And what could she have done to prevent this from happening? These were the questions that she posed to me as she readied herself for another observership experience. Her greatest fear was that the same thing would happen again, that she would complete the observership only to receive another suboptimal letter of recommendation. As someone who has advised and mentored hundreds of IMG applicants, I can tell you that Mona's situation is not at all unusual. I read a lot of letters of recommendation written on behalf of IMG applicants that are suboptimal. Why does this happen? In some cases, it's because the preceptor is not well versed on how to write an effective letter of recommendation. But quite often, it's because the international medical student or graduate was unable to highlight or showcase the qualities and skills preceptors need to see so that they can incorporate this key information into the letter. I know what some of you may be thinking. You may be saying, wait a minute, this is an observership. If you're simply observing a physician, 
How can you possibly demonstrate these skills and qualities if you're not allowed to take care of patients? As it turns out, there's more that you can do during observerships than you possibly realize. If you approach the observership experience with some initiative and drive, as well as a plan to showcase key, key qualities, you will succeed in giving the letter writer what he or she needs to write a strong letter. And that's the focus of this podcast, to empower you, the international medical graduate, to make the most of your observership experience so that your letter writer can write the strongest possible letter. A letter that includes details and specifics that show residency programs that you are not only ready to begin, but to succeed as a resident in the U.S. I would like to share with you what I told Mona as she prepared for her second observership, which was just a few weeks away. You can use these same strategies in your own observership experiences. First, Mona and I spoke about the structure of her upcoming observership. Mona had not yet received any information on the particulars. Would she spend this month on one service? Or would she rotate through two or three services? Would it be one attending that she would follow or two to three attendings? These were important questions and the answers to these questions would help us create a strategy for success. I told her that spending one or two weeks with an attending is not ideal. It simply is too short of a time. It does not allow the attending enough time to form a strong impression of you as a student in the different domains of interest. This is one of the most common reasons why suboptimal letters of recommendation are written following observership experiences. I asked Mona to make inquiries with the observership program and to consider making a request to work with one attending if she learned that she would be switching attendings at one to two week intervals. And that's something that I encourage all IMGs to investigate before signing up for an observership, especially if your intent is to secure a strong letter of recommendation from the experience. I then asked Mona to describe her previous observership experience to me. In listening to her speak about her prior experience, it quickly became apparent to me that Mona had demonstrated many of the qualities that residency programs seek. In her observership, Mona had been punctual, arriving well before her attending physician. Mona had been respectful and friendly with all team members and staff. She had showed an enthusiasm for learning. She had stayed late. She had a professional demeanor in her interactions with patients. And her letter writer had included all of this in the six-line letter of recommendation that he had written. Missing from this letter, however, was any mention of communication skills, something that is very important to residency programs. When I asked Mona why she thought there was no mention of communication skills, she told me that she did not present any cases and that the reason for that was that she was not allowed to interview patients. I explained to Mona that not being allowed to interview patients does not mean that you can't present cases. 
After all, you'll be in the room with your attending physician during the patient encounter. You'll hear what he hears. Why not take the initiative to present the case to the preceptor following the encounter? Had Mona done this, she would have been able to show her preceptor that she had the ability to present patients succinctly, clearly, and accurately. She could have shown the preceptor her well-reasoned assessment and plan. All of this could then have been placed in her letter of recommendation. Now, what do you do if your preceptor doesn't ask you to present cases? In this situation, you have to take some initiative. After you form a connection with your preceptor, you can ask him or her if it would be okay to present cases to them. You can tell them that this would be a great practice for you and that you could really benefit from their feedback. Generally, what will happen in this situation is that the preceptor will say yes to your gentle request. For the sake of time in the clinic or during rounds, you may not be able to present after every encounter, but some opportunities will be given to you. So this is the first point that I would like to highlight, the importance of presenting patients during your observership and how a little bit of initiative can help you secure an opportunity to do so. What else did I ask Mona? I asked her if she wrote any chart notes. Mona again said, that the observership did not allow her to write patient notes. What I told Mona was that, yes, she couldn't write official notes in the chart, but that there was nothing stopping her from taking a piece of paper and writing her own chart notes. These, of course, would not be an official part of the patient's chart or record, but it would give Mona an opportunity to further develop her skills in charting and written communication she could ask her preceptor to review these notes. In doing so, the preceptor would gain an understanding of her abilities with respect to documentation. If these notes were done well, the preceptor could comment very favorably on her written communication skills in her letter of recommendation. This is the second point that I would like to highlight to IMGs who are performing observerships. Although you may not be allowed to document patient encounters in the chart. Don't let that stop you from writing your own notes and having them reviewed by your preceptor. You may just find that your preceptor includes your abilities in this very important area in your letter of recommendation. But remember, before you do so, you should check in with your preceptor to make sure that this is okay. I asked Mona one last thing and that was whether she had had an opportunity to present topics or, do to, or to do literature searches on difficult issues that came up during the observership. She mentioned that she hadn't. Her preceptor had never asked her to do so. I explained to Mona that you don't have to be asked to do this. In a one-month rotation, there will be times when the attending physician or preceptor will be challenged by a particular patient situation or issue. Perhaps it's an herbal medication that he's not at all familiar with, a rare disease that, he sh that she seldom encounters, a new medication that he does not use. These are great opportunities for an IMG to research the issue using PubMed or another resource, and then to report back to the attending physician on what is discovered.
what do you prove by taking the initiative to do this? You prove that you are someone with initiative and drive, someone who is committed to excellence in patient care, someone who is a team player, and someone who has the desire to expand their knowledge base. You also show a side of you that your preceptor won't see otherwise, which is your ability to teach and educate others, all of which are important to residency programs. And now you've given your preceptor a way to share all of this in your letter. Mona was excited to put all of this into action during her upcoming observership. We had a chance to talk after her observership experience and she told me about how these tips and strategies had transformed her experience. She went from being a passive participant into taking on a much more active role. This enriched her educational experience and her initiative and drive was well received by her preceptor. At the end of the month, she received excellent feedback on her oral case presentations and written documentation. Her preceptor enjoyed her topic presentations and appreciated the times when she reviewed the literature to answer difficult clinical questions. This had made his life much easier, saved him a lot of time, and allowed him to deliver high quality care. Mona received a letter of recommendation from her preceptor. Because she waived her right to view this letter of recommendation, she never did see this letter. But when she interviewed for residency, she was told by three different interviewers that this preceptor's letter was particularly strong. Mona matched into internal medicine. And looking back, she believes that the strong letter of recommendation that she received from the observership played an important role in her success. For more strategies for success during inpatient and outpatient rotations, turn to our book, Success on the Wards. Success on the Wards has been adopted as a required or recommended resource in over one-third of our nation's medical schools. Schools generally use this book when students transition from the preclinical to the clinical years of medical school. Inside this book, you'll find detailed strategies for rotation success. You'll learn how to present patients like a rock star, write polished and detailed notes, and give compelling and powerful talks. You'll learn how U.S. medical students are evaluated and what it takes to deliver a strong clinical performance. You can use all of this information to elevate your own performance. For other resources for rotation success, visit our website, thesuccessfulmatch.com. Until next time, I'm Dr. Samir Desai.